Hey everybody, this is Identical Cousins number 18, WWDC, or as Brent and I like to say, Brent? Worldwide Developing Cousins. Roll music. I'm gonna hit the music. Do it. Mr. Simmons. Mr. Simmons. Yes, I, I actually like that last name. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, it has a good ring to it. It it has a great great ring. Starts with yeah. an S and it ends with an S. Exactly. It's got two lovely M's right in the middle. It's nice and um, balanced, right? Mm-hmm, couple yeah. couple vowels in there. Got some vowels, you know, and, yeah. and and not the vowels that everyone's always using all the time, like E and A. No, these are the, uh, you know, these are the cool vowels. That's right. They're like That's the right. Macintosh of vowels. Exactly. Yeah. Now, I, I, last week, I have to make an apology. We didn't have much because we had a guest and we were busy, but we had, you know, we missed some glassboard comments. Someone made a comment about the whole Simons thing. Because remember, we were talking about a last name. Mm-hmm. Someone had mentioned that they had heard, ah, I remember, the, the, it's, it's a blur, but basically, someone had said something about that they, that Simons was in another language or something. Did you see that? Or do you remember seeing that vaguely? I don't remember seeing that, no. Yeah, well, anyway, whoever commented on that, uh, yeah. <laughs> all, the, all the people who call me Simons are not, you know, uh, from another country or raised talking another language. Ah, uh, they are Americans who are not very good at English or not good at reading or not good at reading. Yeah, because I only goes I when there's another vowel, one letter in between. Not right. Two. Yeah. So, so actually, I had it wrong. It was uh, Arjun Boss that said in the Netherlands, thirty thousand men are named Mitch Mitchell. Because remember, I said M I C H. People will say right, Michael, yeah. spell it as E A L, right? Yeah. But he says, apropos of Michael, no one is called Michiel. <laughs> <laughs> sure. And then Sean Bergen says, and in fact, uh, the common spelling for Michael in Ireland, oh, well, this explains it. In Ireland, it's M-I-C-H-E-A-L and is pronounced Michal. Uh-huh. All right. People even put a fada, which is an accent, to the A to accentuate it. And mm-hmm. for some reason, I, I favorited that, but it didn't dawn on me. Yeah, so there you go. So that's probably why some people do that Michal thing, like M-I-C-H-E-A-L. Yeah, Okay. Well, thank you, Sean. Now we uh, are both smarter. But frankly, never, you know. Yeah, never, Michael's. Am I, I never heard it, but I mean. Yeah, it's like yes, yeah, these things are true. But frankly, a lot of people um, born and raised in America, you know. Yep. They're just not very good with their letters and their words. Well, and I'm just going to be my normal blunt Michael Simmons self. I mean, most of the people who are doing this, uh, I can tell that it's, you know, they're yeah. not really paying attention. Yeah, exactly. They're not, they, don't, they, don't, they don't have an Irish accent. And they're not dancing a jig, okay? Right, right. Right. Okay, so WWDC. Let's, let's, well, actually, before WWDC, you had uh, some pretty big news yesterday. So we're recording on the 7th. Mm-hmm. Uh, yesterday was the 6th. Uh, this will be live on the 11th, which by that time... We'll both know a lot of things. We'll know, uh, by the time this goes live, we'll know um, what's happening with OS ten and iOS 7, right? Mm-hmm. Right, sure. We'll know what new products, if any, are being announced, yeah? Mm-hmm. We'll have a cool keynote and a lot of fun stuff. The Apple Design Awards will have been announced. Oh, when, when did those happen? Those happened Monday night. Monday night. You know, I never saw a, a deadline or anything for those. There is no deadline. So they changed it, I believe, last year. Mm-hmm. The way it works now is you have to have your app on the store by a certain date. Right, but they never said the certain date that I noticed. They did. They did. It was on the developer site. Hold on. I'm looking. Uh, okay. I just missed it then. Yeah. So if you go, where was it? So you know there's that more section, which was like general information and stuff. Yeah. Uh, it was somewhere. Um, 
All right, let's find it one more time because now, now I've got to say it because someone will ask. All right, so here we go. So last year's winners. So maybe they didn't, maybe there was no deadline. Maybe there is no deadline this year. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, no, here it is. About the design of App Awards. Um, so it's weird. On the 2012 winners, it's, it's weird because it's on the 2012 winners page. Mm-hmm. But then at the bottom, it says, to be considered, your apps must be available in the App Store on the Mac App Store by May 6th. For 2012 or 2013? Well, it says May 6, 2013. Okay, right. So that's, that's And then the while we no right. longer ask for nominations, we evaluate the broadest set of apps possible. Winners mm. get the trophy and other incredible prizes. So now they don't commit to the prizes anymore. Right. So anyway, I, my, my I just app want is the too late. Yeah, your app's too late. But hey, what do you think about Fantastical for iPhone? I think you got a shot. Yeah, you do. It's, it, it's a contender, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sure I mean, is. I obviously would be honored if we won. If we don't win, that's cool, too. I'm sure the winners the winners will be great no matter what. Apple's been doing a great job with the winners, I think. Sure, Last year, it? there were a couple of strange ones, but I get why. I mean, games, right? You got to have a couple mm-hmm. games in there and mm-hmm. get yeah. that. But overall, they've been doing pretty good. Yep. So, um, but anyway, yeah. So Apple Design Awards will be announced by the time this airs. A lot of, lot of cool, interesting stuff. But anyway, we recorded on the, we're recording on the 7th. Uh, what happened on the 6th? Well, let's see. Yesterday, uh, my new company released our app called Vesper on the App Store. And my new company is called Q Branch. It's me, Dave Whiskus, and John Gruber. And our app Vesper is an app for taking notes. So uh, we're going to have the explicit flag on this episode, right? Sure, yeah, why not? Fuck. I should have got it in early. Yeah, fuck, I should have just done it anyway. But yeah. who, the fu- who the fuck is John Gruber? Uh, he has a fairly popular weblog that I, I'm... I'm guessing you may have been to, uh, called Daring Fireball. Uh, He hasn't been working on software for quite some years, but he does have a bachelor's in computer science or whatever. He invented Markdown. Um, So, yeah, even if you haven't heard of him, he's he's reasonably well-known. Yeah, I think I've heard of him, actually. Rings a bell. Rings a bell, yeah. I I think I have a t-shirt from them or something and some other weird things. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, if you search your memory, you may come up with, uh, it may ring a bell. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think when I met him is when I lost my memory. That might be the problem. That would not be surprising. Would yeah. that would that fit the bill? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So okay, so you, Dave Whiskus, John Gruber, uh, Vesper. Let's uh, mm-hmm. let's hear a little bit about the app, what it does, and uh, you know, tell me tell me a little bit about maybe the process. You know, just uh, let it roll. Yeah, sure. Well, let's see. Obviously, I haven't prepared um, like a pitch or anything here. Uh, it's it's. A simple, no, no, from the heart, dude. Yeah, totally. right. It's a it's a simple note taking app. the The concentration it's it's one right? It's iPhone only. So what we concentrated on was the feel of it. Um, does it feel really, really good? It doesn't, admittedly, have a have a ton of features right now. So you know, we put all our effort into typography and animation and all the stuff that goes into making an app feel really, really right. And our attitude was, you know. Um, we called ourselves Q Branch because we're we're thinking of ourselves as you know making software for for somebody like James Bond. So the user is in our mind is is James Bond. And if you have that kind of taste where you want uh, something high quality that performs well, that feels great, uh, that works you know in the field, that that won't let you down, that's fast. Um, if that's the kind of thing you want, then that's the kind of thing that we've made. So you kept it really focused. Mm-hmm. You kept it really on point in terms of being, uh, I'll even call it like a tool. Right. Um, but 
in terms of the things that you knew should have been in there, let's call the sinking and all the limitations that are obvious. I mean, they're clearly obvious. That was an intentional decision to make an app that was specifically focused on one thing, and that's taking notes great, tagging them, and finding them quickly. Is that right? That's exactly right, yeah. Okay, yeah, so it was all deliberate. It was all deliberate. Absolutely. It's, it, can, can you imagine not thinking of the things that aren't in there? I mean, uh, yeah, that would have been crazy. Of course we recognize uh, what's not in there that people might want. But that's also not how you do software. You don't come out with this huge thing at 1.0 and then, um, you know, get blindsided um, finding out that people wanted something else. Instead, you take a more conservative approach. So what we thought is, let's prove that this is a, a good concept and that we've done a good job and see how 1.0 goes. And after that, we'll see, you know, what people really need, how they're actually using the app, all that kind of stuff, and figure out from there exactly what to do next. Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, anything else about the app? Like, all right. So, from a point of view, our listeners now know it's an app from you three, a new company, Q Branch, and obviously it's a note taking app, iPhone. Um, anything else about the app that you just want to, uh, I don't know, just clarify or talk about or anything in the roadmap? I don't know. Just, you know, app. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, obviously, we don't, you know, talk about what we're going to do next, uh, though it's obvious that a ton of people have asked about syncing. Oh, yeah. Uh, and every time they ask about syncing, it's really, the question isn't really, I think, about syncing. The question is, how come there isn't an iPad or Mac or web version, right? Because, yeah. you know, you don't have two phones. You're not going to sync between two phones. And sure, yes, you could run it, you know, doubled up on your iPad. But essentially, it's an iPhone app, and you, you only have the one phone. So you, you don't need syncing, per se. What you want are other versions, that run on an iPad or Mac or whatever, and you want to be able to sync between those. Right. Yeah. So. Well, what's interesting is, you know, obviously you were behind Glassboard, mm-hmm. and Glassboard was something you guys never did an iPad client. Is that correct? That's correct, yeah. And I believe we talked about this, you and I, whether it was on, you know, Identical Cousins or off the record or as whatever. We were saying it's because you have a web version, Right. So was part of the reason, at least, you know, that it wasn't a priority was that you could browse on the web, use Safari, and it was a pretty good experience, right? Sure, yeah. Right, right. So at least there was some solution for that. So that's why I think also some people might be a little bit surprised from your point of view, because at least with Glassboard, I think, you know, you had a web version, and that sort of fit the bill for a desktop version, right? Like, I use Glassboard on my Mac by using the web. Right. I don't really need a client, per se. I mean, sure, it might work a little bit better, but... I have to give you credit, the, the web version of Glassboard feels native, right? I mean, it's not perfect by any sense of the form, but it, it works great. Mm-hmm. It really works great for a web version. It's still in beta, by the way, I noticed. Yeah, right. It still has that cat on it. That cat's not going away. Well, so the one thing to remember about the Glassboard web version is that we released Glassboard 1.0. The yeah. following year, we released Glassboard 2.0 for iPhone and Android, and then we came out with the web version. So there was quite a long time when all there was was an iPhone and an Android version. Huh. Interesting. Um, people, you know, you know, it was, I think, more than a year before we got, got to that web version. So, you know, people tend to forget that stuff. But, you know, you don't necessarily come out with all everything all at once. Um, I, I like to take a, a conservative and thought, thoughtful approach. Do, do really, really great with the minimum viable feature set right at first and then you know and then move from there but you don't just like throw the kitchen sink in there 
you know, people, um, people rightly complain about unfocused software or bloated software, software with a bunch of features they don't need or software that doesn't hang together well. Well, that's what you get when developers uh, feel like they have to throw a whole bunch of stuff in there so that they can, um, so that they can make sure nobody is um, missing something or that nobody is upset. Well, that's yeah. that's not how you do it. You know, 1.0 is a beginning. It's a start, and you, and you start. Um, you have to kind of start small, right? Yeah, of course. You got to start from somewhere. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, that's great. Um, and obviously, you had a good launch yesterday. Obviously, you, John, and Dave are all well-known, so that always helps. And more importantly, people want to see what you're doing, right? As someone who's worked on a lot of interesting projects, and John being an important blogger, and a blogger that, I mean, I read his site, so um, I have respect for him, and Dave doing design previously, right? There's mm-hmm. definitely a, um, an expectation, and more importantly, almost a, hey, what are they working on, right? Like, it's interesting. Oh, sure, So yeah. I assume the launch went really well. Oh, yeah, it was it was. Fantastic. Fantastic! Yeah, I was so happy. Very yeah. good, very good. Yeah, that's not to say it wasn't. Um, uh, there wasn't some criticism, or uh, you know, there were there were some people who really didn't like it, or really didn't like some aspect of it, or whatever. But you know what? That's totally a okay with me. That's fine. one of the interesting things was so you priced your app at four ninety nine, which of course I endorse because I think apps should be premiumly priced. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that I found interesting that you guys didn't do uh, was have some kind of launch sale. So here's the thing, right? Like five dollars if you do a launch sale and you make it two or three or even one, whatever. Well, sure, then that's making your app cheap, and I understand you don't want to marginalize your app, right? But you know, you could have had $5 be your launch sale and see where that goes because you can always launch with a $5 price, maybe say the normal price is seven or eight or 10, right? Mm -hmm, Because eventually you're going to have features and you really do get people to say, oh, this is a launch sale and this app isn't done. And you sort of set the stage for um, people who are on the fence, right? And obviously Mm -hmm. at launch time, you want to get a lot of people on the fence because the more users you have, then you can actually have the responsibility to update the app later and yada, yada, yada. So what was sort of your thinking behind that? You just never really thought about doing a sale. Well, uh, of course we thought about doing a sale. You know, um, developers, as you know, always think about everything. Every possibility comes up, and yep. you know, every combination over analytical. Yeah, and everything is talked to death, of course. Uh, yeah, but our decision was to have a price and just have that be the price. Uh, and frankly, I I've written about this before on, on my blog. Um, which is the idea that if you're doing sales, people will get the idea that the price of your app is elastic and they will, uh, if they're perhaps interested in it, you know, they'll pay attention and they won't ever buy it when it's at the, its regular price. That is very true. But the thing is you have a, and this is just some feedback, is that then you have people who, there's a huge majority. I think sometimes, and this is, I don't know if it's a developer thing or a human nature thing, but one of the things I've noticed is we'll hear someone from some fringe doing something, like you said, people who look at elastic prices. Mm-hmm. And I think we tend to, I do it myself, we tend to fixate on a subset of people rather than the vast majority. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, if you look at the market, the overall market that's paying the bills, that's buying your apps on a daily basis, they, they, they're coming somehow, whether they heard about it from an interview or so there's some link in, right? There's some link to get them to see your app. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Most, the vast majority don't have any preconceived notion. So 
anything you can do in that moment to entice them, especially if it's a launch, you know, app and you have something like, you know, it's in, I noticed it was a new and noteworthy yesterday. Mm -hmm. So you're going to get a lot of people coming to see that. Sure. But then they may say, oh, there's no launch sale. I'll wait for that. Of course, it's going to go down in price, stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. I'm certainly not telling you what to do, but I just, I found it very interesting that you guys didn't have a sale price and even price your app higher potentially. Because let's say it did very well at the sale price, then you, you know, you either, and let's say it doesn't do well at the sale price, then you just, I mean, you could say sale and then take it off a sale and then it's still $5. No one, you don't harm (laughs) anyone. Yeah. It's, it's, it's It's tricky. It's a potentially our reputation. I like the, um, we, we place a premium on, on making, um, a deeply honest app. It, it does exactly what it does. It tries to do it in the very best way. And um, basically, yeah. the way you see it is, you made this app. This is the price. If you want it cool, if not cool, you're not going to do things to it. Is, even if it could get you more sales or whatever, you don't care. This is what it is. That's right. We're we're okay. That's yeah. yeah we're I, was, I was more curious of how you made the decision. Yeah, we're pricing for reputation and pri- pricing for you know long term sustainability. So do you think that once, all right, so I guess the big question is, and I don't know if you've commented, and if you can't, that's fine, but are you planning more features? Are you planning things to improve it in terms of things like sync and whatnot? Is is there a roadmap? So of course it's a 1.0, and things will happen. There will be more versions. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, of course. We're, we're just not talking talking about what those are. Yeah, no, 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 um, no, no. Not yeah. to speak of, but there is a roadmap, right? Well, of course, yeah. Okay, perfect. Yeah. No, no, I think that's important because, at, you know, users who, of course, bought it now and invested and like it, they want to know, right? They want to know, <laughs> sure. is, hey, this is so simple. Look at it this way. Hey, this is so simple. Maybe this is all it'll ever be because they just want a simple app, right? Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. So it's it's kind of cool, I think, to clarify, hey, you know, no, more stuff's coming. We're not going to say what, but hey, more stuff is coming. Right, right. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yep. Yeah. Excellent. Well, let's, uh, so today, actually, uh, we have two sponsors. We're going to uh, we're gonna take a little quick break and thank our first sponsor. Uh, Brent, do you want to do the honors? Sure. Our first sponsor is 23andMe. Uh, and you can go to 23andMe.com slash identical and check out their service. Uh, you can order their, uh, using this unique URL, you can order their DNA kit for just $99, which is a nice savings. So the idea behind 23andMe, pretty science fiction-y, I think, is that it, they're going to take a look at your genes. And by genes, I mean your genetic material. And they will provide some reports that may give you some indication of what kinds of health risks you, you could face in the future. You know, if you have, you know, potentially a predisposition toward, you know, um, you know heart trouble or whatever, I don't know. Uh, they look at this stuff and uh, and they'll let you know. So it, it gives you some stuff to watch out for. You know, it's not a diagnostic tool. It's not telling you, oh my gosh, you know, you have a certain condition right now. Just just about predispositions. Uh, and they have over 240 personalized health trait and ancestry reports, and uh, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, this thing's. This thing's great. I actually had looked back at it a long time ago. It uh, it was actually came out, I think, somewhere like 2008, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. And it used to be like 300 bucks. Yeah, right. And I was always kind of on the fence about it. But for $99 to at least have the information, I that's really cool. Yeah. And, and you know, it's not hard. You, you get a kit. You provide a saliva sample. Um, send the send the kit back. And they send you, send you uh, your reports in a secured online account. 
One of the things I thought that was cute, did you read some of the fun data points that they'll send you? I, I like the one about how closely you are related to the Neanderthals. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And the, the, the cilantro one's interesting, because have you heard about that? How some people can taste cilantro differently and have like a soapy taste or something? I have heard about that, yeah. Yeah, so that's interesting. But yeah, so there's also like some cute, curious data points in there as well. So mm. the, overall, it's a pretty cool analysis. I think so, yeah. I, I suspect that I'm very closely related to Neanderthals, so I'm looking forward to trying this out. Me as well, me as well. Yeah. I think perhaps all Simmonses are. Yeah. <laughs> Somewhere in the uh, Simmons lineage, we yeah. deviated. Yeah. In fact, Neanderthals, that's, that's what later humans called us. Our name for ourselves was Simmons. Yeah, Simmons is an uh, offshoot of Neanderthals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's when the letters changed. So yeah, and you know, they were Time Magazine's Invention of the Year in 2008, uh, back when the price was still you know, way up. Right. And they did a lot less, uh, I'm looking here, like how many they, they analyzed now, over 240. Like there wasn't that many back then. Yeah, so it's, it's grown. Yeah, It's grown and 99 bucks. So um, yeah, it's really cool. So that's 23andme.com slash identical to get the good deal. And thanks for sponsoring us. We appreciate it. Very much. And uh, yeah, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe Vesper, something will, uh, you know, there'll be like a genome uh, metric on that, you know, whether you're related to James Bond or whether you're like martinis or something like that. You know that James Bond is fictional, right? He is. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's it's weird. It's weirdly like Doctor Who in a way, right? Since yeah. multiple actors play him, um, you know, it almost seems like he regenerates and has different. I can't tell if I actually got you twice because so far, you know, you answered the John Gruber one and now James Bond. So I'll try to get you one more time before this episode's over. Uh, okay. No, I'm I working on I, my deadpan. I'm working I, on my deadpan. It's you're doing good. great. Obviously, thanks, I, thanks. obviously, you know who John Gruber is, and um, <laughs> but it's just fun to talk about him because you know it's, it's fun to have fun. Yeah, yeah. So okay, well that's cool about Vesper. Uh, should we? Should we? We're going to talk about some WWDC stuff. So we, there were a couple things I think with Vesper on the glass board too. So should we kind of maybe clear the glass board out now? Yeah, let's do that. All right, we'll start from the newest to the oldest. So you can do the, uh, the you can start from the top, I think. All right. So Dave Klein, um, the magnificent um, organizer of the wonderful CocoConf. Yes, yeah, so uh, let's give him a shout out yeah, actually Dave. for CocoConf. Yeah. yeah, go to CocoConf.com. He's running some great conferences for if you're an iPhone, Mac, or iPad developer. Um, some great stuff coming up this fall. And actually, uh, Brent and I will be speaking at at least one of them. No, maybe. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, well, Schedul- I'm speaking in Portland for sure. So okay, scheduling has to work out. I you know I don't know yet, but uh, I hope you show up. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, and po- he's got some CocoCom stuff going on. So anyway, yeah, just quick shout out because we love him. Yeah, totally. So Dave says while Michael was trying to get you to talk about your next project and you were being coy, did he really know already? Also, a comment that is the most impressive list of testers I've ever seen on an app. So we'll take the question first. Uh, Michael, did you know already? Michael was briefed before the launch, uh, but actually not um, not when he was talking on the podcast. He had not no, I didn't know at the time. Yeah. And I think Brent Brent was uh, see obviously Brent has a company with other people, so you know he's not the only decision maker there. Mm-hmm. Um, I assume I'm guessing now in hindsight there were reasons, but I think also probably you had a vision and a direction, and you know. I like to give input, so maybe you didn't want that kind of input. 
Well, it was it, it was more like um, I let the other people put together the, the beta program and everything, and the people. So you kind of held you kind of held back and did the developing. Well, thing. yeah, I was programming like mad. I had you know there wasn't I had no bandwidth for almost anything else. It's okay. that, or if we had had you on, we'd still be working on it, and we'd never ship. Because that that would, that definitely that part's the truth told. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, fair enough. But no, I did not know about it. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, impressive list of testers. I, I don't. Who, who were some of your testers? I didn't even know. How does he know that? Uh, so, uh, in the app, there is a, a credits screen, and it's done up to look kind of like a, a movie poster. Uh-huh. Uh, and it and it thanks um, thanks our testers, and it lists them. And so it's you know it's a, some of the usual suspects, um, people like Daniel Jowkett and uh, Chris Parrish and um, Jason Snell, and, yeah, a bunch of other people. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah very impressive. Yeah, it's 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 the people you would expect it to be, more or less, right? So, yes. Um, everyone except for me, I might add. Yeah, everyone's <laughs> everyone's it for Michael. Yeah. No, it's all good. Actually, you know what? Seeing the way it is now and everything, and the way it turned out, and the type of app it was, mm-hmm. it's all good. It's all yeah, good. Sure. And then uh, Tim McGuire congratulates you on the launch of Vesper and Fantastic Hell. And thank you, Tim. I appreciate that. Thanks, I, Tim. I, we, we didn't launch anything recently, but uh, we have actually, actually, quick plug, we have a launch coming. Uh, I can't say when. I almost slipped and said it. Hmm. Um, but we have a launch coming very soon of a new app named Chatology. Chatology, huh? And yeah, we did a teaser. Uh, mm-hmm. If you go to flexibits.com slash chatology, which is C-H-A-T-O-L-O-G-Y, as you'd expect, mm-hmm. um, you can see our teaser on chatology. And it's something for messages. If you use messages in iChat. Is this mining your chat data? It's going to basically fix search on messages in iChat. Ah, Interesting. And um, it's it's really close to being done. Uh, when I say really close, it's done, basically. We just have to do some nipping and tucking. And obviously, with WWDC this week, we didn't want to rush it out. Yeah. It was actually a good decision we didn't. We'd be competing with Vesper. Thank you very much. <laughs> we almost released it this past week, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But so- sometime pretty shortly thereafter, WWDC, it'll be out. So that's a little extra hint for our Identical Cousins listeners. Pay attention. And, um... Yeah, pay attention. And did you check out the teaser, Brent? Because I think you'll appreciate the uh, the uh, little animation and stuff. Oh, I will. Yeah. Yeah, check it out. And anyway, yeah, so I just wanted to point out, since he said the launch, that's a launch that's upcoming. So, shameless plug. Chatology. Yes. Coming soon to your computer. But Brent, if it's possible, mm-hmm. coming soon to your Mac, specifically your Mac. 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 Yes. Otherwise, we'll get people, where's iPhone? Where's iPad? Features. Features. Could Brent comment? Yeah, well, here you go. Speaking of features, can you comment on features that day one apps already ship with that Vesper does not have and the priority of ranking those and what we are likely to be seeing over the next versions? That's a good question. Let's see. So features that day one apps. day one. Well, there is a single app called day one. Is, is that correct? Uh, well, there is an app called day one, but I believe my right. interpretation is that he's saying that apps that ship from day one... Oh, oh, okay. That I mean, he me. capitalizes it and everything, right, which at, right. at first when I read it, I totally thought he was talking day one, the journal app. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. So if he is talking the journal app, then obviously you can't really say at features that, well, let's see, can you comment on features that, maybe he means comment on features that the day one app already ships with that you do not have? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Um, maybe answer it both ways so he gets an answer either way. I yeah, um, I don't know. So, so there's an app called day one, and it's, I believe it's a journaling app. 
And the difference between that and Vesper is that day one is a journaling app and Vesper uh, isn't, um, which sounds flip, but I mean, basically they have, they have different purposes. Now you could, I think, if you wanted to use Vesper as a journaling app, you know, write down, you know, an entry per day or several entries per day and uh, stuff. But I think that, you know, the apps have, have different, um, different, though somewhat related, I suppose, focus. Well, you know what's interesting, if you don't mind me interrupting? Sure. I think this whole Vesper-focused simple thing versus like day one or robust apps, whatever you want to call them, mm-hmm. I think it's brought up an interesting topic from users that we can learn something as developers. So you wrote an app, and I know exactly, now that I've read it all and you've talked about it just now, I have a very clear picture of what your app does. Your mm-hmm. app is meant to take notes right. to keep for you know future reference, right? For pa- past, past notes for future reference. Yeah. They're then organized by tag, so you can quickly organize them. Mm-hmm. And that's it. It's a note-keeping-taking app. Right. You, you can and reorder them by, you know, sure, priority Sure, sure, but it's still, it's but still, it's still yeah. yeah, exactly. But it's still basically mm-hmm. uh, sorting them and organizing them. Yep. We'll use the word organize. That's even better. Sure, right? yeah. And that's it. And it's simply a tool to do that. Yeah. I think people see this and go, oh, but it's a text app, so it should do blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And I think this is the typical user, their needs wanting to be fulfilled while using your app for something that it's not intended to be. In other words, like even when I worked on things at Cultured Code and some of the features that came in there, it's very clear that when you write an app with a specific reason, you then get users who want to use it a different way. So even though your app is saying, hey, this is what we do, they then see it as, well, this is what I want it to do. Mm -hmm. Which is a good thing because it says that people like your app enough and then they want to make it their app to do X and Y. But it brings up a really interesting point that here you are saying exactly what Vesper does, and yet people want it to be a different app than it is. Mm-hmm. Does that sort of resonate with you? Sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. people want different things. Yeah, that's absolutely right. So I think what it boils down to is, is you know, stay. obviously you will anyway, but stay the course. Make the app the way it is, because the second you add something that doesn't make sense, you know this very well. Yes. The second you add something that doesn't make sense, sure. Oh, how easy is it to add, um, you know, uh, audio recordings? I mean, maybe that will make sense. I don't know. But then it's like, well, it's not hard at all. It's just, you know, a couple lines. It's a framework, right? Mm-hmm. But now you have audio record. Oh, well, what about maps? Got to have maps in there, right? Mm-hmm. right, right throw sure. that in. Okay. Oh, got to have a, a link to Identical Cousins podcast. Throw that in there. Should right? have natural language processing for your Absolutely. dates. Absolutely. Yeah. Got to have Japanese. You got to have a Japanese translation translator in there too, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Got to have something that also has a clock, right? Yes. Um, a clock. You you know, need, a painting. A painting uh, mode, right? Where you can RSS paint. reader. Yeah, exactly. You got to have a calendar in there, right? Fantastic, Hell. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. you gotta have a light, a flashlight. Throw that in there. Yeah, in fact, it works out of the box as a decent flashlight. You have a you have an Easter egg hidden in there, don't you? <laughs> well, the screen is nearly white, so I mean, that's a good flashlight, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, the, what else? Yeah, there do you, you need? go. There, you know, <laughs> uh, I mean, wait, what's with who's handling your marketing? A bunch of monkeys not pointing out the flashlight feature. <laughs> well, see, we could have made it a little bit brighter. It's actually, uh, it's it's almost white. It's uh, uh, in hex. It's f eight instead of ff. Oh, so you know, you, you sly fox. Yeah. We could have made it white. It would have been a better flashlight. No, no, no. It's definitely not better making it white. Actually, interesting that you bring up the whole FF8 thing. I'm not kidding. On Chatology, we had this big debate um, over this. When you actually view the logs, we had it white. Mm-hmm. And it was killing me. I was just like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, it's white. Like, it's just, it's, star- it's just horrible, right? Right. And we went over it. And, like, the, 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 con- 
the basic idea that Kent, you know, my business partner had was, well, it's easier to read on white. There's more contrast. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, but it's just so hard. Like, it's just white, right? White is just white. Right. So we bumped it up. I don't know if it was F8, but we did exactly that where it still looks white, but there's just a touch of dark in there. Yeah. So it's not as harsh on the eyes and as stark, if you will. Well, That's right. Well, well too word. much contrast is as hard as too little contrast. Exactly. In fact, sometimes mm-hmm. I think it's worse because sure. then your eyes are like, you know, working on it. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, it was it was just really just just harsh. Yeah. And uh, yeah, anyway, so that's it's interesting that you said it's not truly white. And I think that's important. Something like that is important to think about because white is easy, right? White, just make it white. Yeah. But white doesn't look good. White's too bright. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right, cool. So uh, do you want to also comment on anything in terms of, well, no, you don't want to talk about new features that are going to get added. I know that. Right. It's 1.0. Obviously, um, the app has, uh, you know, all of its future ahead of it. And, yeah. You know, we wouldn't, you know, it's not like a game where you just release it and then you're done. So, yep. Yep. Okay. So, uh, hopefully that helps, Tim. Um, moving on, there was a question about some rookie questions from, I think her name's Phaedra Deepski. And um, there were some deep, answers. I bet that's Deep Sky. Deep Sky. Phaedra Deep Sky. All right. I'm going with Deepski. I like Deep Sky way better because that's like All right. real words, right? All right. Yeah. Well, sure. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what I do I know? Phaedra, please, please correct one of us. Uh, and on Phaedra, even board. if it's not, and, and for Brent, even if it's not Deep Ski, just say Deep Sky to make his day. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, the, uh, this is a pretty long thread. So I think we'll, if you want to see it, just go to the glass board because it goes a lot. It has to do with setting up a company and paying for a developer ID and the limitations and corporate and personal. And there's a lot in there. So I think that one's, we'll just leave that one on the glass board. Yeah. So the the gist of it is, if you're choosing between per, personal and company, uh, choose company. So you're not limiting yourself. Perfect. Yeah. Um, then the next one is there's uh, someone. Uh, he's a developer. He's attending University of Chicago. His name's Samuel Giddens, and he's looking. If anyone's looking for an intern, so yeah. if anyone's looking for an intern, go to our glass board and check out Samuel. Mm-hmm. And then let's see. Oh, uh, AJ Ross. Remember we talked about ridiculous fishing and like sure, yeah. lack of updates. Yeah, he sort of schooled me because he was saying. Uh, he played the hell out of the game. He didn't expect updates and the lack of an update's a testament to the app's quality. So mm-hmm. right. that's cool. You can definitely see it that absolutely. You could see it that way, and I, you know, definitely agree. But I still think uh, for a game, not as much. But I definitely think for a productivity tool, if you don't have updates for a while, people think that you've stagnated. Especially people who are using productivity tools are like, oh, I want new features, I want fixes. There's always massive bugs in productivity tools, especially with syncing and things like that. You know, sure, using yeah. calendar servers like like uh, Fantastical. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So just I, I totally see his point of view and how some users might see that as a testament to apps quality. But I still stand by the fact that you should do updates and don't do them. This is the key thing: don't do them just to do them. But if it's been like two to three months and you haven't pushed an update, well, what are you doing? Like, are you continuing to work on the app or is the app on hold? We've actually ran into a thing where we fixed a bunch of bugs. We have an update ready. Then we kind of like, okay, let's work on Chatology. All right, now we can talk about Chatology. So I will. Um, and, you know, so then that kind of gets put on the side. But the thing is, then we're like, oh, wait a minute. We have these bug fixes that are sitting there. That's not good either, right? Like. Just saying, like you have to, you have to make sure that if you have an update that's real bug fixes, it's not fair to users to just have it sitting there as well. Yeah, that's right. They deserve so to all. have the the fixes. They paid for yeah. your app. They sh- they should get them. Yeah. And if you're continuously working on your app, then you should be continuously doing fixes. Therefore, get your updates out. That's yep. All. That is all. And I think that's about it. We talked about the Michel and the uh, Michal one and. Um, 
I think, are we caught up? I really think it's Deep Sky, Phaedra Deep Sky. And if it's not, I'll be really disappointed. Oh, here was one I don't know that we talked about. This was a while back. Remember when I talked about the marketing hype with Mailbox or Mail, mail, mail whatever that Mail app is? Oh, mailbox. yeah. So he says, my sentiments generally resonated with him. And then he was saying, interesting to see how some are promoting and all this stuff. So without getting into it, if you really want to read all the comments from Sahel Ahmed, I think is his name, mm-hmm. um, or how you pronounce it. Um, basically, I, I definitely, it's, it's definitely marketing hype. And there's no, some people want to use that and some don't. And pre-launch hype's important. And it isn't. I mean, look at Brent's app, right? They did Vesper without any pre-launch hype. Um, and they had a great launch. Everyone has a different way of doing things. Um, and, you know, one size doesn't fit all. And I think it's just really important to point that out. I have a lot of people come to me and say, what's the right way? And I will never say you have to do A, B, C, and D. These are the things that I know that work. Pick some. You don't have to have them all. In fact, sometimes having all can be detrimental. Yeah. Indeed. So anyway, that's, that's my answer. And I think, I think that's the glass board done. What do you think? Yeah, I think it covers stuff. Excellent. So to WWDC we go. Let's uh, let's chat about I don't know a little couple things that we think are happening or anything interesting going on, etc. Hmm. Got anything for this week that you're looking forward to or? Well, I'm certainly looking forward to. Well, if I turn to my calendar, I I know that I'm looking forward to seeing iMore party, Push IO party, the talk show live, Beard Bash. Alt WWDC, uh, Macworld, um, yeah, there's all kinds of stuff going on. I've got yep. interviews lined up. I've got, uh, I'll, be, I'll be speaking at Alt WWDC. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mass, mass, fun stuff. I don't, I don't have a ticket to the actual WWDC, but I think you know my days and nights are going to be just completely full, uh, even without attending the conference. I, I. It sounds like it. Yeah. Hey, well, you know, g- um, given that I I'll sleep till noon every day anyway. Props to Apple, and while we're giving props to Apple, I get to um, semi say I was right. Uh, did you hear the videos will be posted during WWDC? Yeah, I think that's really cool. I think it's awesome, and more of props to Apple than me saying I interpreted it right is that that is the way to do it because the people who didn't get tickets, the people who just couldn't come, whatever, whatever, right? Like. You, you want them to feel like they're there. And starting June 10th, videos will be posted every day. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. Definite, definite props to Apple, right? Oh, yeah. Big time. Yeah, it's right, amazing. Cool. Uh, the, uh, the younger people out there may not remember that we used to wait months. And we used to get like... It was, oh, yeah. And we'd get DVDs. And it was like... It came in like a lunchbox kind of thing. Um, yep. Yeah. Those so here's something over. interesting. There's a page. There's a news page. I don't know if a lot of people follow. Um uh, I was gonna. There's a couple little tidbits here that I thought would be kind of cool to say, but since this is airing when WWDC goes off, I don't know how how helpful this will be. Um, but I'll just throw two of them out there anyway, in case anyone listens to this on the 11th and didn't read this stuff. So there is Wi-Fi during the event. Although actually, I don't know, this stuff's uh, behind the firewall, so forget it. Let me let me, hmm. let me take it. Let me take a step back and not repeat what I was about to repeat. Okay. All right. Next. WWCParties.com. I think that's yes. the thing, right? That's where you go to find out where the parties are. Is that what it is? I think so. Yeah, www.dcparties.com. All right. So, I didn't even know about this site. So if Thursday comes around, or Tuesday comes around, you're listening to this, and you're like, oh, I wish I'd known about that earlier. Well, sorry about that, but at least we're telling you now. 
Yeah, just on Tuesday, go to www.dcparties.com uh-huh. and you'll get Wednesday, Thursday, and no party so far Friday. Yeah. Well, of course, there there are a lot of ad hoc and impromptu kind of things all the time. Where's the, uh, Q, the, bran- the Q branch party on Friday where you serve nothing but Vespers? Come on, dude. Uh, I'm expecting people to buy me Vespers all week. Oh, okay, well. Yeah. We'll see about that. Which, you know, is tricky because I think like two in a night is really about, <laughs> it's about the limit. Yeah. Well, you know, we'll see what happens with that. I have a feeling you'll uh, you'll find something one way or the other. Yeah, yeah, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> so WWDC, so we got lots of stuff coming on, of course. We've got um, uh, new iOS 7, preferably, hopefully. We've got uh, OS 10. Did you see some of the uh, banner leaks today? Do we still care about what Apple does? Well, I guess we do. The thing is this. I don't know that I necessarily care about what they do, but it's fun to see what they do. You are absolutely right. Is that a good way of saying it? It is. It is very fun to see what they do. I'm really stoked to see um, to see what the changes are, as I am every year. But In fact, I'd liken it to when you when you were young and you had certain toys. Like, okay, there was a game I had when I was young called I Took a Lickin' from a Chicken. Do you remember this thing? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I should get a photo. The best part is, wait, so when I met, when yeah, I met I my wife. I want to see that, yeah. Wait, wait, I should bring, I'll bring it to the city with me. Right. Um, when I met Lynette, my wife. Um, after we were dating, there was uh, this was before we got married. There was at some point I mentioned it to her. I don't even know how I mentioned it to her, how it came up, and then she found one on eBay and surprised me and bought it. Oh, that is so sweet. I uh, I love her. Yeah. But anyway, no, I, I was awesome, right? Like mm-hmm. that's a fond memory. But anyway, I'm looking at it right now. I have it in my office. I took a look in from a chicken. Was this game? I'm not kidding you. It's a plastic electronic toy, and there's a plastic chicken, and there's an electronic keypad and digital LEDs, so you can like play tic tac toe. And you play tic-tac-toe with the chicken, and the plastic chicken is a, like a robotic chicken, and he has his own board, and he pecks at his numbers, which obviously, you know, is computer-generated, and he plays tic-tac-toe with you. <laughs> and anyway, I, I, the, way, the reason why I brought this up is, like, that's something from my childhood, where if I look at it in my office, I'm happy about it, but not necessarily interested in it, right? Like, uh-huh. it's like a fond memory <laughs> and fun. Mm-hmm. I think Apple's sort of the same way. In a way, if you think about it, it's like, do we really care what Apple's doing? No, but when you see it, it's like, oh, this is cool. Mm-hmm. And we do care because it, it affects what we do and it affects our business. And, yeah, I'm yeah. starting to get pretty jaded lately, though. I don't know. I'm, uh, the last month, is uh, I've started a shift in, in getting jaded. Hmm. Is that bad? Do you think it's the fluoride in the water? <laughs> it could be, right? It's not a bad idea. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, what Apple does affects us, right? It does. Your, your it app does. relies on APIs and things. You have to um, care. Entire, you have to care. You know, frameworks, um, et cetera. And obviously, I love Apple enough to actually care where I'm getting jaded. You can't get jaded if you don't care, right? Yeah. So it's also, I hate to say it, one of those things where, uh, you know, you love them, you hate them. Can't live with them, can't live without them. I'm very curious to see um, iCloud changes, mm. uh, particularly on, on the developer side, of course. I don't really care about the rest of it. Um, we'll see if that happens. Uh, the, my other big curiosity is just how will... How will user experience change in iOS 7? Yeah. Uh, is it, you know, a little bit of cosmetic stuff? Is there some deeper stuff, some newer stuff, uh, changes to paradigms, additional paradigms? I don't know. Yeah. But I'm definitely curious. So the banner thing, here's an interesting thing. All right. The banner thing. Have you, have you, have you gone to some of the rumor sites and seen the banners? No. Okay. So there's a banner for iOS 7 that's gone up already, mm-hmm. which is interesting that they're showing it. And it's just a seven. Doesn't say iOS. Doesn't say anything. It's a seven. Hmm. 
Then it's using Helvetica Noe Ultralight. I think you say it Noe, but anyway, Helvetica Nu Noe, whatever, Ultralight. I think it's Noe. I always say Nu. I don't know. Okay. No. Well, that's fine. You can say whatever you want. Yeah. It's you. That's what I love too. Someone wants to say something one way, all right? Well, you can say it wrong if you want. And if you want to continue to say it wrong, that's your choice too, right? All right. So Helvetica Noe Ultralight which is, they haven't really used that variant before in, in public stuff. And there's a banner of OS 10, and get this, it doesn't say OS 10, it just says 10. There's an X. Mm-hmm, okay. And there's a wave behind it. Mm-hmm. You haven't seen this yet? Go to MacRumors.com. All right. And you can look at it now. And what's interesting about this is, and they say it here perfectly on MacRumors, the Spartan and minimalistic banners are a significant change. It's weird. There's no mention of iOS, there's no mention of OS. It's just 10 and 7. And it's real, no messaging. No, no, I mean, this is very different from what Apple's done. Now, does that matter? You know, oh, let's change all of our branding. So does that, I mean, clearly iOS 7 is going to be different. Everyone knows it's going to be different. It's going to look different. It's going to somehow, I don't think it's going to be a lot different acting because I don't think Apple can just change massively. They just don't change massively. Sure. I think we've talked about this, right? Yeah. User experience cannot change massively, or all of a sudden you have frustrated people who don't know how to use their new OS. Right. But I do believe it's going to be, from seeing this banner now, it's like a whole new look and feel. We shall see. Yeah, I have no idea. No idea. And and, uh, speaking of look and feel, it's time to uh, also thank our second sponsor for this week, Fastspring. Fastspring. Those guys are awesome. Yeah, now's the time where I ask you, don't you love them? And you say you've never used them. Well, yeah, but... No, but now you, you know of them I, well yeah, enough. I haven't had a Mac app for sale in how many years? So This is true. Yeah. Well, maybe QBranch will have a Mac app. Stranger things have happened. And maybe you'll use Fastspring. But seriously, they're the best. The best. So if you're a developer, whether you're Mac, it doesn't matter. I mean, if you're selling something online, uh, whether it's Windows, Mac, whether it's eBooks, it doesn't matter, games... Fastspring is an e-commerce provider that gives you a cart, a store, payment processing, obviously giving you your payments, and it's incredibly easy and incredibly awesome. I've been using them for well over four plus years. They've been rock solid. They've been a good partner, and I do look at them as a partner because if you have a store, and that's how you get paid, and your whole business depends on getting paid, and they're handling all those transactions, that's a partner, right? Yeah, totally. So... I can vouch for them strongly. They're the best. Um, They're really helpful with Mac developers, especially. And this is another thing I can vouch on. If you go to github.com slash fastspring, they actually have open source projects for if you're going to use their embedded store, which allows you to basically say like, buy Fantastical. And then a window opens up, which is just a WebKit view. And it goes to the store which is just a special version of the store that you'd normally view on the web, but you can customize it to look like it's an in-app purchase. And then even better, when you purchase, it can pass the license key right to the app, you know, stopping the user from having to enter the license key and instantly license the app when the purchase is, tra- is tr- and the transaction's complete. That's so great. I, and I love that this is open source too. That's yeah, exactly. It shows you how they are, right? Mm-hmm. How they roll. Yep, yep. And just really love them. Um, they're really great and definitely recommend them highly if you're going to use transactions. If you look at all the Mac developers that you know have really good sales, that are really solid developers that really stand behind their thing, they're using Fastspring. So check them out. They've been a great supporter of Identical Cousins. And as I said, they've been a great supporter of the companies I've worked with, including Flexivits, for many years. So Fastspring.com. Check them out. Cool. 
So, let's see. <sighs> I'm getting excited for WWDC. Yeah, I am too. I re- really can't wait to go. I got a shitload to do between now and Sunday when I fly down. But, uh, man, that's cool. That's all right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I was thinking about the fact that today's Friday. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow's Saturday, and um, you know I live in the Bay Area, so I'm just going to drive tomorrow. It's a quick drive for me, like 40 minutes to the city. Mm-hmm. You know, go to the city tomorrow, start hanging out, partying, whatever. Saturday, Sunday, before you know it, Monday will be here. Obviously, the week's going to fly, right? Tons of news, tons of events, tons of friends, everything, right? Yep. Then I get back. Then I have other stuff going on in June. This summer's going to fly, and it's like I don't know where where time goes now. Yeah, I don't know. But doesn't it just seem like things go by quicker now? Is it getting older? Or is it just because I'm actually working more? Or I don't know. Yeah, it's getting older. I feel like days are just shorter now. I told I told my wife the same thing four times yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> there was some some comment online, and I'm like, oh, and then there was this one thing, and it, finally at the end of the night, she's like, you've told me that four times already. I'm like, so that's why days are going by faster because you have memory lapses. Yeah. <laughs> It's horrible. Uh, it's just terrible. Yep, yep. Let's see. Anything else exciting going on? So yesterday, I told my wife the same thing four times. Really? Yeah, I did. There's, there's... Oh, I have a question. You were talking about something earlier. Who the fuck's John Gruber? I have no clue. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even remember what you were... T- Who are you? <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> what does it mean to Groove? What is the speaking thing that I'm doing right now? Uh, are these my hands? That would actually be like a funny shirt for, I mean, I don't know, well, people would probably buy it, sadly, but the shirt would say like, you know, I groob or something. I groob, therefore I am. Uh, you uh, said, what does it mean to groob? Yeah, right. right? It's, it's so, clearly, it's a verb. Uh, right. It's, it's, and he is, he is the groober. Right. He is one who groobs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know what it there's, means. There's something there. Yeah, I don't know. There may not be anything there. There may not. Yeah. But if there's not, then that means there's something there, which is nothing. Yeah. You want to go existential? Existential. Not really. Okay. Yeah. Who are you? I don't know. So anyway, yeah, WWDC is coming up. Brent shipped Vesper. Chatology teaser, which will be, by the time you hear this at WWDC, uh, my new app will be shipping shortly. It will not ship the week of WWDC, but it will it will ship before the end of June. Let's go there. Unless something, let me let me throw a disclaimer, and you know how this goes: never announce ship dates, right? Yeah. Unless something drastically changes at WWDC. So obviously, one of the reasons. So actually, yeah, wait, wait. I got a question. I got a question. I meant to ask you this earlier. Mm-hmm. So very interesting timing that you shipped before WWDC. Was that to get it out so you wouldn't have to deal with it or you wouldn't have to keep the secret among friends at WWDC? Or is there something else going on, which, of course, you won't tell me if there is? Uh, that was the date because that was the date, basically. But was that the date? that, that was? But, but you knew WWDC was the week after, right? Right, of course, yeah. So was it we have to get this shipped before WWDC because then after that we'll all be busy and kind of crazy? Well, I think we were all eager to have it shipped by WWDC if, if for no other reason, you know, that gives us something to show off when we see our friends. All right, fair enough. So there's been, there, there's, there's been I think I saw on one forum somewhere said, oh, they're shipping it because... Gruber has advanced knowledge of iOS 7, and they want to be the first to... (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that great? Yeah, totally. Oh, I saw some comments, too. Like, since Gruber must have advanced knowledge of iOS 7, Vesper probably looks like what iOS 7 is going to look like. And I'm like, wow, that's really desperate. Um, There was another one that said that... um, 
Gruber had advanced knowledge of frameworks coming, so therefore that's why it shipped with nothing. Oh, here's the best one, because this is great, because then it puts pressure on you. Okay. And that once WWDC hits and everything becomes live, like a week later, you have an update ready to take advantage of these to make it have more functionality. Oh, yeah, right. Sure. Of course we do. You'll just flip a switch that's, and one one will be done. That's that's really how it works. No, 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 yeah. no, no. I don't know. I, 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 here's the thing. If all this stuff happens, I'm going to be like, holy what the hell, but I... I'm saying this is like conspiracy theory crazy. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, unfortunately, there's plenty of that out there. Yeah. But, no, you know, the yeah. truth is Apple's really secretive. And, yeah. And we developers, whether it's John Gruber or anybody else, uh, we have what we have and we do the best with what is available. And that's Here's what I that. do know as well. This, this may be helpful to people who are thinking these things. Mm-hmm. Apple has shown developers secretive things before launch. Yeah, okay? they have. That's true. I know this. That's I know true. this for a fact. Absolutely. I know this for a 100. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. But if they were to show you something before a launch and you were to then come out with an app that did that, you probably a signed something to see something. Mm-hmm. Right. Which you're now in breach and you'll be sued. Yep. B, they would never let you see anything again. So why would you screw over your reputation with Apple? Yeah. Right. Right. Sure. And and C, you just wouldn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> no, you just wouldn't do that. So that's the thing. Like I, I think what's funny is is all these people saying, "Well, Gru- now Gruber knows a lot of people, right?" And I actually think that Gruber knows someone who has seen iOS seven, right? I I have to bet. That with his contacts and who he knows, and we've seen his blog in the past. He's seen and known things well, before. Well, you out. you and I know people who've seen iOS seven, but exactly. that doesn't mean we've seen it. Yeah, exactly. But my point is, is that somewhere down the chain, John has spoken with someone who's seen it or could tell him something. Right? Sure. We'll just say that hypothetically. Yeah. But again, for him to then go make an app that copies all this stuff. Like, okay, fine. So it's flat, your app, right? Mm-hmm. Well, so what? That's the trend. That's what people are doing. And not only that, that's what you decided to do. Right. But even if iOS 7 looks like that, I don't think it's because someone said, oh, you've got to make it look like iOS 7 and this is what it looks like. Right. I think you made an app that wanted to, that you made it look like what you wanted to look like. And being a minimalistic app, what else could it have looked like? Sure. So it, it's entirely possible that our design and iOS 7 are, yeah, are following similar trends in user interface design. But that's all there is to it. And, you know, I'd also add that our design work started in late November. And the look didn't change a ton between then and now. And I wouldn't be surprised if iOS 7's look changed a lot more between then and now. Yeah, Uh, yeah. But ours doesn't look the way iOS 7's would have looked then. I can guarantee that. Yeah, and there are... Here's the way I think it. I think there will be similarities, okay? Of course. But I don't think it's because he had inside information and you said, we need to copy iOS or, or, or we need to fit in within iOS 7. In fact, my guess will be that once iOS, why, once iOS 7 comes out, you guys will maybe even update your app to change or look a little bit different to conform more. Quite possibly. Yeah. And that Since will we probably don't know what be it looks the, like yet. Exactly. Yeah. And that will be the ultimate that will be sort of the ultimate way that you didn't have advanced knowledge because you'll have, I mean, everyone, look, Fantastical, right? On some way, shape, or form, I, I was interviewed about this and I said this. They said, do you think Fantastical is going to have to change with iOS 7? And I said, if iOS 7 has a completely different look where we look alien, of course we have to update. I'm not saying we redesign the whole app, but let's just say buttons are a little bit weird or I don't know, whatever, right? Yeah, it could be anything. You, you, you have to be a good citizen. One of mm-hmm. the things that I pride myself on as an app developer, designer, director, whatever I am, is I want it to be a comfortable experience for the user. Totally. So that means that, yes, Fantastical may have to change, and that's what you do. So 
likewise, I think Vesper would change if it makes sense. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, here's a for instance, uh, and this one I've kind of thought of. Um, if you if you look at Windows Metro or or I guess it's modern, um, the typography tends to use very light fonts. Right. You know, not exactly. not bold, not even regular, but like light. It seems in a lot of places, and I've also noticed that trend in other places. So it's possible, though I have no idea, but it's possible that iOS seven also uses very light fonts. Well, if you look at Vesper, um, you know, we we're using a lot of kind of medium. And yeah, you kind of played it in a way where it's in between a regular app and what light Macs could look like. Right, sure. So, but it's and that's cool. But it's that's en fine. entirely possible that you know our typography will look uh, heavier than iOS sevens, and then of course yeah, we'd yeah. have to make a choice. And that's just an example. But we know nothing, but uh, you know, just one possibility of of many. Everyone can try to guess what it's going to look like, and I am certain that in the design uh, that Dave and John and yourself did, th there were shades of, hey, we should err on this side, right? Because it would be smart, I mean, it would be stupid not to. You have to at least be aware of things. Mm -hmm. But I don't believe John Gruber had like a screenshot, and you're like, hey, copy this. Yeah, right. That's sort of what people oh are making God. it, that's what people, yeah. that's what people are almost making it sound like. Yeah. And by the way, um, uh, your blog post, we can uh, get this in the show notes as well. Uh -huh. You did a great blog post about how QBranch works together. Oh, yes. yes. And I uh, definitely appreciate the Hockey App shout out. Oh, Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah, you bet. Um, well, anyway, John just uh, did the post on Fireball. Daring Fireball just uh, posted that. Oh, okay. And uh, he mentions everything, which is great. But he mentioned that you guys also used iMessage. That you communicated with iMessage. You exchanged yeah. a lot of message on the design. You collaborated via iMessage. Right. So true? mainly that was John and Dave. Uh, okay, got yeah. it. Got oh, I'm sorry. Brent didn't use it. He says this. Sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. Mm -hmm. My bad, my bad. Brent didn't use it, but Whiskus and I. Okay. Yeah. So here's what's incredible about that. Mm -hmm. I have a feeling, well, Chatology is going to be very, very helpful for Dave and John. Mm, cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I can't, I can't have messages open and do work at the same time. But if you do it, here's the way I'll look at, I'll, I'll sort of explain Chatology. I mean, obviously we've said it's a search app, it's for messages, but if you need to find something from the past, search is horrible on messages and iChat. It always has been. Really? We're going to give you a way that with our app, you'll be able to quickly say, this is what I'm looking for. And within a few seconds and a few clicks, you'll find what you're looking for. And you'll even be able to drill down and filter to specifics. Oh, very nice. And it just works. And it's one of those apps, and I take a lot of pride on this, that we made it a tool. It Just like you know what you said with Vesper, it does something, and it only does that. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't purport, and it doesn't want to do anything else. It wants to be the best tool to helping you find your messages and content on messages and iChat. Right. End of story. Mm -hmm. And that's what I think the best app should be. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds great. Fantastic Cal's that way, right? It's a calendar app, but mm -hmm. add, add, edit, fine, and, you know, parse uh, sentences to make your events. So. Sure, wish it had a flat UI, though. Yeah, well. Uh, I'm totally kidding. Fantastic Cal's beautiful. It's great. Wonderfully designed. You know, designed. Fantastic Cal, the thing about Fantastic Cal is you get, you get critics and, you know, staples or this or that, whatever. Here's the way I look at it. We have a design. It's a characteristic. It's a trademark. Just like someone doesn't like a black car or a white car or this car or that car, Everyone will never like everything. There are people, believe this or not, I know you're going to go, what? There are people who don't like Apple. What? You're shocked, I know. I can't believe that. i shocked. I'm shocked myself. But my point is, is you can't have everyone like everything. And just with Vesper and every other app, everyone will say, oh, it should have had this. It should have had that. You should have done this. You shouldn't have had the staples. They're useless. They're this. They're that. Why? Right? But 
you got to do what you think is good and what you think looks best. And for better or worse, you know what? I think the UI of Fantastical has a signature and that signature is memorable. Yeah. And that's the right way to do it. So thanks. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I, I'm, I don't actually, obviously I was kidding. I don't actually wish for any, any changes in it. I think it's, it's, it's spot on. Thanks, man. Yeah. I mean, you obviously, you know, my peers are important and more importantly, my friends are important. Um, you know, I know you've talked to me about Fantastical a lot. It really means a lot that you love it, that, that it, it does. It's helpful. I mean, you make an app, you want it to be good. You give it to your friends and peers and you want feedback. And obviously the feedback you try to do, you can, you can't do it all right. But you still want someone to say, hey, I get what you're doing. And whether you use your calendar or not, it doesn't matter. You at least understand what the app's doing, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. And, you know. Hopefully use it now and then. I do. Absolutely. Especially next week for WWDC. Oh, right? yeah, absolutely. I, well, I love the, the, the slidey view thing up top so much. Yeah. yeah, that was, you know, the whole menu idea, fantastic, Kellen, coming up with, well, you know, originally it was going to be an app, and then it's like, no, it needs to be a menu bar because you need to pick it up quick and put it away, but then, oh, my God, how are we going to do it? And then the sliding thing was the solution. Mm-hmm. We were like, hey, that works. Yeah. Like, sometimes when things come to you, it just works, and you're just like, that's it. Don't mess with it. Yeah. So, cool. Well, glad you use it and glad you like it. Yeah, you bet. Thanks, man. So, what else? Um, so, WWDC in, uh, you know, basically 24 hours or so, I'll be seeing you in SF. Uh, well, do you arrive Saturday or Sunday? Uh, Sunday, I think late afternoon. Okay, so I'll yeah. see you within 48 hours. Yeah, surely, yeah. Excellent. Um, this will go live on the 11th, as we said. Oh, uh, I guess, oh, yeah, sorry, sorry, we're out of time. We are out of time. We're out of time. Michael, are we out of time? We're out of time, folks. Oh, my God. We're out of time. Uh, thanks to our excellent sponsors. Uh, we've got... Go ahead. I don't know if you want to give the URLs. You may. 23andme.com slash identical. Uh, thanks, Gene, looking at people for sponsoring us. Yes, we appreciate it. And check out, and don't forget, they have a special uh, kit, a special offer on their uh, DNA kit for $99. And you can get that deal at 23andme.com slash identical. That's a steal. That is. And we're going to find out how related to the Neanderthals we are, Brent and I. Yeah. yeah. And then, of course, we have Fast Spring as well, sponsoring us this week. And they're fastspring.com. No, uh, no extra thing. And uh, if you're a developer and you need a store and payment processing, go to fastspring.com. Fast Spring. Anything else you'd like to add, Mr. Simmons? Where does the time go, Michael? I don't know. But... I was just telling my wife something the other day about, well, and now I forgot. Huh. Hmm. Actually. You're married? Who are you? <laughs> you know, I think there's going to be a lot of uh, memory lapses in the next week. I'm starting to feel like we're, uh, I can't remember their names. You know, the, the old geezer Muppets up in the gallery. Oh, Stadler and Waldorf. Yeah, good job. You must be younger Thanks, than me. <laughs> the me- <laughs> I was going to say the memory's not uh, that bad. Yeah, Stadler and Waldorf. Yeah, yeah. There you go. They're the best, dude. They had, oh, totally. they, 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 when I was young, I remember like just how crotchety they were. And I loved, I loved it. Oh, I yeah. was just like, oh my God, these guys are the best. Yeah, right. Yeah. So do you know that there's like a whole shtick behind them as well? Like they have like, like there's information about them, like where they live and what they did. And like, there's, there's actually a backstory. We'll have to link this in the show notes. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll send you a link. Right. A lot of links in Skype for you. Cool. All right. So, uh, with that said, we are the, uh, worldwide developing cousins. I'm Michael. What was the name of that game about the chicken? Oh, I took a licking from a chicken. I'm going to change o- online. That's going to be the title, even though in the show we claim a different title. 
You do what you want, dude. I don't I'm care. Just, I'm just gonna. What? What was it again? I took a licking. I send you a link. There's a okay. there's a couple links in Skype. Uh, right. Because I I wait. I took a licking, and you got to put an apostrophe. Got to be a licking. Yeah. I took a licking from a chicken. Yeah, I love that. I, I got to find the commercial link for you too, because okay. there was a great commercial and a song and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those were the days, man, when I would sit there and play against the chicken. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Brent, it's been a pleasure as always. Uh, you too. Congratulations on shipping your app. Thanks so much. I look forward to seeing Chatology. Thank you. I look forward for you checking it out. Since and, I don't uh, use chat, though, I'm like, I don't know. I'll search. Yeah. I got nothing. I, I got nothing. I got nothing. That should have been the name of this episode. <laughs> Although I feel like we used that on another episode. I think we probably did. I'm pretty sure we did. I don't remember. All right, let's let's end it with a little bit of music. You can uh, do the cue, and uh, thanks to everyone for listening. Please play music, Michael. Leave Kathy Moose lip post everywhere. From Zanzibar to Barclay Square. But Patty's only seen the sights the girl can see from Brooklyn Heights. What a crazy pair. But they're cousins. Identical cousins all the way. The adores a minuet, the ballet roots, and crepe Suzette. Our patty loves to rock and roll, a hot dog makes her lose control. What a wild duet, still their cousins, identical cousins, and you find. They laugh alike, they walk alike, at times they even talk alike.